Hey everybody, you're listening to Sit Down With Stand-Ups. I'm Ari Azizian. My guest today is an extremely funny comedian. He's been on Conan, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and has had a half-hour special on Comedy Central. His album, It Takes a Village, is one of the funniest comedy albums out there, and his latest special on Showtime is absolutely hysterical. I'm very lucky to be speaking with Mr. Ian Bag. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good, man. Thank you so much. I don't know what to do with my ego now after that <laughs> fantastic little intro. Thank you so I'm much. I'm lucky to be talking to you. No, I'm... Um, please, I'm so lucky to be talking to you. And uh, no, I'm I lucky. <laughs> let's just do that for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky to talk to you. No, you're lucky to talk to me. No. <laughs> and I'm glad I got the right Tuesday, finally. Well, I'm Tuesday. sorry. Totally my fault. I was just like, I phoned down. I'm like, am I there tonight? I'm sure I'm next week. <laughs> so. I just walked out like an idiot. But there's no. a great picture on the wall here with you and Gary Shandling for the Ian Bag show. Oh. And, I was, and last Tuesday, Gary Shandling was in. So it was like. Did you interview him? No, but I got you to see just him. just asked him. He's my favorite. I love that guy. Oh, really? But uh, you should ask Mike if you can inter- interview him. He'll yeah, help you out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I read your bio that you studied explosive engineering in college. I didn't, and I did, but I didn't. Okay. I started to go to college, and then I dropped out to do stand-up. So I Is, didn't get it as far as to do. Did you it. always know that you wanted to be a stand-up? Or? I kind of did, but I grew up in the middle of nowhere, and I just didn't know how that became a reality. And where nowhere was you were from Canada, right? I was from Canada up near Alaska in a little town called Terrace, British Columbia, which is about 800 miles north of Vancouver. Vancouver. And okay. it's right near the panhandle of Alaska. Where our town that the town that was closest to us was Ketchikan. Ketchikan. Okay. Ketchikan, Alaska. Yeah. So. But were you close to like the second city there, or because you're yeah. so great at improv? And I did well, you thanks. study there? Or? I didn't. I did. Uh, I did a little bit of. Is that okay? That yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I did a, a little bit. I've done a couple classes, but I've never done Second City. I have done a little bit of sketch work, but um, I don't know. Just kind of uh, my style comes basically from growing up playing hockey with a bunch of other guys that had to travel. We'd sit on these little school buses and just talk talk crap to each other. So, <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. And it's not about making another guy try to cry it's just about teasing him trying to take him as far as you can so, right yeah that's so cool and you decided in college that you wanted to try stand-up for like i was headed second. to college uh i'd been working in a gold mine i knew before that i went to here's how Wait, i, you I graduated gold yeah <laughs> that's so cool. I, gra- I graduated high school my mom's from australia we okay. went to my grandma's funeral i uh my grandma's sick and we, we were all going over so i went over there and i ended up staying in australia for a year and then I came back, and, and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I just ended up kind of bumming around my town. But I knew I wanted to do stand-up, but I couldn't figure out how it happens. I'd never been to a comedy club. I'd heard of comedy. I'd seen it on TV. But I just couldn't figure out. I couldn't figure the leap out. Yeah. So I was like, oh, i got to get a job. So my one buddy w- was in an even tinier Indian village, and he was running a grocery store. And he said, come up and work for me. So I came up and worked for him for a year. And I was like, I don't want to do this. So I, I ended up getting a job working with an explosives company. Wow. And, and I this started, is from the gold mine. Yeah. Well, they're from, related. They're, they're all related. They okay. all fit in. So That's so, so interesting and cool. I didn't know so that. I ended up working with this explosives company where I'm at the bottom of the uh, barrel where I just I carry explosives from the magazine, wow. which is where it's, uh, it's kept, to the trucks that are being delivered. And then from there, I end up driving the trucks. And from there, they hey, do you want to work in the gold mine setting up blasting patterns? So I'm like, yeah. So I ended up at the gold mine setting up blasting patterns. And they're like, do you want to go to school for this? So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go to school for this. But I end up in Vancouver, and I'm going to go to school for it. 
but I know that I want to do stand-up. Yeah. So I go to a comedy club one night and see what they do, and I see the stand-up. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I can do this. And then I went back and did an amateur open mic contest. And I didn't win it or anything. I think I came in fourth or something like that. But the, the manager said, hey, you should come back next week. And I was like, really? So I went back next week and quit school. I didn't wow. go to school. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's what, how it happened. That's so cool. And yeah. I saw uh, an early video of you. You're on Showcase Comics with Louis Anderson. Showcase Comics with <laughs> Louis Anderson. <laughs> and uh, I've never seen you. It was like more of an actual like, written act that I've never seen you perform before. Was that because it's like harder to improvise with the TV show audience? Yeah. Did you originally start doing like, No, I used material? to do, I used to, when I first started out, I've always been back and forth with the crowd a little bit, but um, I was convinced by people in the business at that time, that's not how you do it. You do it this way, which was me doing the monologue. And if you wanted to do TV, you couldn't divert off the monologue. Right. So I started to do it that way and I I did it that way for Conan O'Brien and for all almost all the TV I did that's basically it. but as it started going I kind of learned how to have a conversation with myself so it kind of me looking like I was having a conversation with the crowd for later on and then finally when I did my Showtime special I did what I do which is have a conversation with the crowd yeah yeah so you moved from Canada to New York. I went from Troy, Van- I went from my hometown to Vancouver. From Vancouver, I was I started stand up and I went to the Montreal Comedy Festival and I wasn't on it. I just wanted to see it. I ended up getting on a couple shows and Sweet. this guy from New York seeing me said, "If you're ever in New York, I'll put you on stage." Wow. So the funny part was I didn't make any money, so I ended up hitchhiking back to Vancouver, <laughs> and I was living with this girl at the time, and she dumped me as soon as I got back, <laughs> and I was just like, you could have done this on the phone, <laughs> right? So, uh, so I spent another three months in Vancouver, and then I went to Montreal again because I got a headlining gig there. Uh, I had $1,000 to my name. I got on a train and went to New York Wow! and never came back. So. I read, yeah, like you said on your bio, you stayed in a youth hostel. Youth hostel, fourteen dollars a night, I think it was. That's crazy. Yeah, but was you were so going fun. on every night. And yeah, it was living funny. The dream. I was, yeah, I was living the dream. I was, I was getting twenty five dollars a night. It was yeah. fantastic. The funny part was the people that worked at the comedy club, like they were really nice to me. But I must have been the weirdest guy ever because I had, I would have this entourage of foreign people with me all the time, like <laughs> from one, the youth hostel. Yeah, from the youth hostel. So there'd be a, one night there'd be a bunch of Germans with me, and you know, the next night there'd be a bunch of Brazilians. It never made sense That's at all. So They're like, funny. who's this guy? Your German is really good. Your German dialect, I've heard it. It's so good. It's and probably also, from hanging out with the youth hostel. Yeah. <laughs> I just heard some people waiting in line, and I think there's some Germans in your audience Oh, really? Tonight. Yeah, if you find them. Awesome. Um, this is might be a really silly question, but how do you... No questions are silly. <laughs> I can't even, That's like... That's stupid. <laughs> I can't even, like, imagine what it's like to, to start out improvising. Because I love to do improv, and I love mm-hmm. to do stand-up, but to do that, carry it over into stand-up... What were those early days like of just riffing with the crowd? Did you? They've have always been fun. There's always there was always. I've, did you have material that you could fall back on? Yeah, just in I've case? always had material that. I, but when you when you say just in case, I would get into trouble every so often. Like whether it be from the club owners saying "Don't do that," or from the crowd saying. I remember having crowds saying uh, I was doing comedy wrong. <laughs> and I was just like, well, it's like I, after the show, they would say, yeah, they're like, you're not supposed to do it like that. And I'm like, no, that's how I do it. And I'm like, I'm sorry that I don't do it the way you think it's right. supposed to be done. But I remember this lady telling me that I didn't take comedy serious, and I just looked at her. I'm like, you are an idiot. <laughs> so, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. First of all, 
I take comedy way more serious <laughs> than anybody should. Right. And second of all, you shouldn't take comedy serious. So right. yeah, so yeah. And then uh, yeah, sometimes it would just it would go awry. But after a while, I just kind of. But that's how it works for everything. It doesn't matter if you're a monologist or if you're a juggler or yeah. if you do props. You're, you have to you have to crash to learn how not to crash. Yeah. Sadly, you know it's it's true. Thank God, flying's not like that. I you know. know yeah. <laughs> Stand up's the weird one. It's like you have to fail in front of you know a hundred yeah. people every time. Yeah. And then you have to hope that somebody doesn't say, "Hey, I seen you that night." <laughs> Everybody booed you. Right. Yeah. Were you ever fearful of like hecklers, or is that kind of more like a gift for you? Like do you, when you see somebody yelling out, or if a uh, glass breaks in the audience or something, is I that just, like? more fun for you or I guess it's just I kind of it's being in the moment right yeah it's breaking the fourth wall if something happens if somebody hates you if somebody loves you if somebody drops dead or if somebody you know somebody farts or somebody you know it's just it's just being in the moment so it's just it's just I don't I, I, I did I love it I love it when something goes different I like when we find a corner when we're just going straight so yeah, yeah so yeah that's so cool and to have somebody, I feel like, to say in those early days that like you're doing comedy yeah. wrong, like you know that you're doing something so unique and special that because that's one, such a weird thing for somebody. The one to thing say. that I've learned about, I'm not saying that I'm the end all be all or or if I'm any good at it or if, if I'm getting better or whatever, but the one thing I've learned about being in show business is you know better than everybody else. Yeah. There's people that will guide you. But when somebody says you don't know what you're doing, you do know what you're doing. Follow your exactly. Follow what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really great advice. Um, and always have fun. Always have fun. Yeah, and yeah. you do. You're not have fun on stage. It looks <laughs> like. Sometimes you're not gonna have fun. Sometimes there's you know, but as long as you know, nine times out of ten, it's you know, it's fun. You're yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah. yeah. Do you? For the not fun moments, what are those like for you? Like when a crowd is there a crowd that's just um, like not, it's not so much. It's a, honestly, it's not the crowd. It's more me when I'm not having fun. Sometimes uh, I've been known to take things on stage with me, or uh, I, I slipped a disc in my back about three months ago, and I've been dealing with that. So sometimes oh. it'll flare up, and I'll be on stage, and I'll just be in. I'm just like, please, just don't fall down. <laughs> just don't fall down. So that's not fun. Yeah. So it's. I, I think. The big. I, I remember Cosby said, "Give her a pill, she'll sleep with you." No, uh, uh, <laughs> Cosby used to say, "Never blame the crowd." And it's. I've always had that in my mind. It's. Um, it, it, it. I think if this, the crowd, just like what I said, you you're not doing anything wrong. The crowd can never be wrong too. Right. Like it's interesting that the crowd cannot. A whole group of people cannot like you at one time it's bizarre yeah that, that like that that can happen like really everybody <laughs> so uh because there's always gonna be one person that doesn't like you but what everybody like not not the reverse like at least one person likes me yeah. you know so um it, yeah it, it, it's gonna happen it still happens once in a while where everybody hates you but there's there's no wrong there's no right like that's uh, the club owners that are the best no there's no wrong there's no right there's it's it's in the moment how it happens. True, it's yeah. just how it happens. So, now, I totally agree with you that I don't think it's ever the crowd's fault. I'll see some comedians like if they're like having a bad night and they'll just lash out at the someone right. the time. I'm like, 
I don't know, but they, he paid for a ticket. He like paid for a ticket. He might be right. Yeah, he can be a dick, and you're allowed to say he's a dick, but he's not wrong for being a dick. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's like, it's... it's, it's Keep trying. It's... it's I, I, sometimes, I, sometimes we forget it's a speakeasy, and it's a speakeasy on both sides. Right. So if they want to say something that's off-color, they're allowed to say something that's off-color, yeah. too. So. Do you... Um, I mean, it wasn't shortly after when you moved to New York that you were on Conan, right? It was pretty much right away. Wow. Yeah, yeah they, they. How old were you when you when you did Conan? Uh, I was about twenty six, I think twenty seven. Yeah, the first really? time I did it. Yeah. And that was like when he was like starting out with he late was night too. Very right? start. Yeah, he was. It was within the first two years of him doing it. That's amazing. Yeah, because when I first started doing comedy, Carson retired. Like he had like already. Because I. Yeah, I think it was ninety two. I start. I know that that Carson retired, and I remember thinking, oh, that's something I'll never get to do. So before I even did, you grow up like watching him? And yeah, yeah. Once I knew that I wanted to do stand up, I was like, "You got, you got to want to go on Carson. Yeah, you got to meet yeah. him." I was like, "Oh, I'll never get to meet him." Ah, yeah. So, and then yeah, yeah. And then he had started. That's funny because I just started to, and Letterman's leaving. I'm like, damn. Right. Yeah, you guy. want to meet him, right? Yeah. He's yeah. Like, awesome. He's got to have influenced you. I know Carson influenced me. I know Letterman influenced me. I know. I know Jonathan Winters influenced me. I know, you know. I like, love Jonathan Winters. Yeah, it's fantastic. Great, yeah. Yeah. Uh, should I leave you to, you got to go do your show? Right no. Now? What time is it right now? Uh, 8.20. 8.20? Do you want to pick it up afterwards or do you want to keep going? Um, I could How many more about, questions? I could talk about your influences. Did you like like Jonathan Winters? Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. I want, I want you to be able to ask as many questions. I know I want you to be rushed. So let's just take a little break, sure. and then we'll come back afterwards. How Great. does that sound? Thank you so much. I'll buy you dinner. Do you want dinner? No, no, no. Don't worry at all. Do you have you eaten? Yeah, I ate at home. Oh, you sure? Yeah. Because totally. I'll buy you dinner. No, don't don't even thank you. Thank you so much. No, I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> buy you dinner. You take it home. <laughs> you live with roommates? No. Where do you I live? I actually moved back in with my parents. I'm not buying no. you dinner. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you. It's up to you. Please put your hands together for Mr. Ian Bag. Hey, keep it going for that guy. Come on, he's gay. What's going on, club full? You guys seen a weather forecast of bad, and you said, fuck it, we're going to laugh. I like your style. What, is there going to be snow? Mm-hmm. We'll put on the bald tires. Let's fuck it up. I do love it when it snows here because I fly in and it's awesome. It's the best airport ever to fucking come to because you have Somali cab drivers. Yes, I know. The black ice is gonna be inside the car. I know. Some of you can look bad at me like that, but fuck, they're from Africa. That's who I do not want driving in fucking snow. And you guys, you're fucking assholes too. You know that, right? Because you guys gave them the job. You're like, we got a bunch of smallies coming. Well, fuck, let them drive the strangers in the snow. That'll be fine. Come to Minneapolis, home of the lost boy. Take you 48 hours to find your hotel in the back of a goddamn cat van. I should have went right. No, yeah. 
I know. I'm not from here. I know how to get to my fucking hotel. You get in the back. You get in the back and fucking don't touch that GPS. You're gonna fuck everything up, Lou. <laughs> uh, you guys are much more fun. The crowd last night was shitty. Yeah, a lot of old people. It felt like a cruise ship had crashed in here. I know, and we're in the middle of the goddamn... Well, there's no goddamn ocean around here. How'd a cruise ship crash? That's what I said. Oh, there's a lot of old people here, too. Is it a retirement party? If you didn't like that joke, I was talking to you. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> Is there any Christmas parties? Let's get that out of the way first. All right, shut it. You've had your time in the sun. Now fucking shut up and let's have some fun. <laughs> I love Christmas. I'm Catholic. Anybody else? Right on, but I don't have to go to church anymore because my grandma died. That's right, she took one for the team and we got our Sundays back. It is awesome. We will have pancakes any day of the week, old lady. Not just Sundays at 2 p.m. I'm very Catholic. I was actually molested. Thank you for laughing. That's fucking, thank you. Thank you, I'm serious. No, thank you, I'm serious, thank you. Last night the crowd booed. I'm like, how can you boo me for being molested? That's wrong. It's not like it was my fault. Like, my lips are so supple when blowing out a candle. There was no turning back for that old fella. No. No, that's not what happened. I didn't blow anybody. I just got my balls fondled. It's a true story. I got money from the church. $6,382. Worth it! Jesus totally bought me my first car. Thanks for the fire chicken, JC. That's right, I got a Trans Am. I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, some of you are laughing at that. Other people, I'm guessing, are Baptist. And judging from inside your house. Boo hiss, boo. How'd you get so many ladies? That is fucking awesome. You got three ladies there. I like you, ma'am. You're wearing a vest. You said, fuck my arms. They can be cold. <laughs> Keep my titties warm. Good point. Look sexy, though. Look sexy, okay? You're wearing a turtleneck. That's sexy, too, but it also says I'm shut down for the winter. Grow my pubes long. <laughs> Growing my pubes long. See you in the spring. There's gonna be a lily pad in the tub. I like when girls wear a tube top. That is fucking fantastic. Yes, because a tit will fly out, sir. A tit will fly out. Tube tops just release every so often for no apparent reason. You're forever in a grocery store. A woman's wearing a tube top. You follow her. Not too close. Don't be a pervert. Fucking stay back a little bit. Her tit will fly out for no apparent reason. You'll just hear her fucking going over her list. Not a lot of peanut butter. Blah, 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 blah. You and two little boys. Oh my God, I can't believe we've seen a titty. High five. She will not notice until she gets to Frozen. <laughs> She'll just walk around the store with that lefty out there the whole time. As Soon as she leans in to get some ice cream, that's when her nipple's gonna get caught on the glass. Now's your chance. I'll save you. <sighs> the boob releases from the glass. You're on the front page of the St. Paul Times. Hero saves nipple. Film at 11. 
And we're back. That was an amazing show. It was amazing. I don't know. It was, it was fun. It was a good time. They were very nice. Yeah. The yeah. It was like an aerospace. and uh, So funny. <laughs> what do you do? Aerospace. What do you do? Down here in Hermosa, Redondo, Manhattan, almost everybody's an aerospace engineer. It's just, it's nerd central. Yeah, totally. It's so funny. Uh, we were, I think we left off with uh, what your like major influences were. In My major influences. Um, I would have to say it would be Eddie Murphy, Bill Cosby, uh, Sam Kinison, and Jonathan Winters. Oh, that's great, yeah. And I think you can see my influences when you watch my show, all of them. Like, uh, Bill Cosby could paint a picture. Um, Jonathan Winters, his, his mind just went anywhere. Um, and Sam and, and Eddie, they just, nothing was offside. You didn't hide things. Yeah. So... That's awesome. And, like, how do you, because you're so in the moment when you're on stage and you're present, how do you, like, I mean, do you ever, like, catch yourself maybe saying something that some other comedian might have said? Or do you mm, ever, like, I don't, I haven't, not that I yeah. know of. Like, nobody's called me out and said, you, I don't think I do. I think the biggest way I don't do is I don't watch other comedians. So I'm sure there's been a crossover of material, but I don't watch anybody because. I don't want to be influenced by anybody, so there, if, if if we've crossed over, we've crossed over just yeah. naturally. So it's just amazing, and like you'll you go in and out of an accent like immediately, <laughs> and like like the Holland, the, the Holland lady, lady Holland. Was, <laughs> she was she was on cocaine. It was, <laughs> it's funny when you do World War II jokes. Sometimes people are not just history jokes in general. You mm. should, there's a group of people that don't get it. It's amazing, yeah. And then there's like 300 people. Yeah, like, how do you not know that? How do you? So, really? You haven't heard about World War II? <laughs> wow. I would love to be in that. <laughs> that bubble that just doesn't know history or anything. Oh, just that bubble of innocence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so many things I wish you, I didn't know. Right, exactly. How do you like preferring for a crowd like Hermosa? Because I know it's totally different from like a Hollywood like improv crowd. Or um, I like it. Yeah. I'm a little more clean here than other places. Um... But I enjoy it. They're real. Um, I, 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 I enjoy wherever I go. Her, Hermosa's, I would say Hermosa's my home club, if, if anything. I, I work at all the clubs, but Hermosa's definitely my home club. Does a crowd matter for you? Like, do you like, like college crowds more, like a younger I group? don't like college crowds. Really? I don't like college crowds because... A couple of things. I think you need a little disappointment in your life to get comedy. And for the most part, college kids don't have that disappointment. Right. And they're also at a point of their lives that they're influenced by everything, everybody around them. Mm. So they might not think something's funny. Somebody else might think something's great. And they'll follow that person. Or the other way around, they think something's hilarious. But because somebody else said something, they won't follow them. Uh, And college kids have... problem some people say it's now but I think they've always had a problem with they're so busy trying to be liberal that they're actually politic they're politically they're over politically correct right so they're actually like socially conservative I guess yeah I was just yeah. reading this article like right now Chris Rock said he hates doing colleges because he's like I've always it's this I, generation of kids who never kept points during a game because they don't want to be competitive and everybody wins and he says these it's kids funny because I did laugh. bring that up with somebody because uh, I, I watched this show on 
on HBO every month. It's called Real Sports with Brian Gumble. That's a great show, yeah. And they had a thing about referees being attacked. And I was talking to my father-in-law, who's uh, big in, into wrestling refi- refereeing, and they have to deal with parents every so often. And I said, I think it's got to do with that nobody's ever kept points, so nobody knows how to lose. Exactly, yeah. You gotta lose to get better. You gotta learn. You gotta have just as much grace losing as you do winning. Right. So right now there, there's whole no grace with losing, <laughs> no grace with winning. It's so far. It's nobody's. It yeah. was just so blasé after a game. Yeah. It's, like, it's, <laughs> it's it, and it's 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 yeah. I think comedy's good. The same. The way sports goes is the way comedy goes. Sometimes I think that there's just there's a group of people that you just don't want to. They're so... That's such a shame because you'd think college kids would be like the hipper... Yeah, I think... I'd, I've never... Like, I did colleges one year. Yeah. Uh, when I first moved to New York, I did it for the first year, and I hated it. Wow. I just hated yeah. it. Yeah. And a lot of comics I know, there's a guy named Chad Daniels that uh, I know that um, he writes how much he's being paid on his hand and looks at it while he's on stage because <laughs> he hates it. Oh, my God. Which it's funny because we go back to do you ever hate crowds? And yeah, I, and I say I don't, but I don't feel like working that hard to. Like I don't feel I don't feel I should have to overwork, and also I don't feel I should have to justify myself right. for what I'm saying. Exactly. Uh, college, college crowds are weird in the fact that you have a group of people that have hired you and you have to go for dinner and sit with them. Yeah. And if you don't, you get a bad rating. <laughs> so That's I, such a strange... I, and saying that, I've done some colleges in the last five years and I've had a good time at them. But I don't... I, I would say I've done maybe five colleges in the last five years. So the fact is I won't... I don't search them out because I'm not going to... It's not going to be fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. And um, do you like a, like a comedy club I love audience? Comedy or like, yeah. I mean, your last uh, special was in, on Showtime was in a giant theater. Do you like a theater more? Or a um, I had fun in the giant theater. I, my next special, I would like for it to be in a comedy club. Yeah. Whether it be in Hermosa, whether it be in Chicago, who knows? Like more intimate. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just, it's what I do. I don't do theaters. I do comedy clubs. So why not show people what I do at a comedy club? Yeah. You know? So. The, the special was great, too. I loved it. it oh, thanks, man. Really funny. But I could, yeah, like. You can't really see all the way to the back, and it's right. just like the la- does the laughter kind of sound, feel different when you're on the stage? Um, like theaters are built, right? Okay. So you're getting them. You're getting the. You're getting the response that yeah. you should be getting. But if it was just in a big arena, it wouldn't be the it same. Yeah. But it would. Uh, and con- some comedy clubs aren't built right. The sound in some comedy clubs is just you don't. You're just like I just bombed. Like no, they loved you. I yeah. Like I couldn't hear a thing on stage. You know, so <laughs> it takes like a minute for the laughter yeah, to get to. It you. Doesn't yeah. ever show up. Just goes. Just <laughs> disperse. Sometimes the ceilings are in a comedy club are just not built right. They're not. And it just built absorbs. For, yeah, everything. just absorbs everything yeah. and just dissipates. That's crazy. And you just mentioned your father-in-law, and I saw a clip of your show that you had. I think it was on A and E. Oh yeah. Correctly. Yeah. That was such a great. I never got to see an episode, unfortunately, but like the nobody did. Of it is yeah. The funniest show I could like, think. Of. I think it's a hilarious show, and I will, hopefully will. What happened? I mean, were there a few episodes? And uh, there we basically. I think we did two. A um, and E paid us a little bit of money, and we were with a company called T Group, and they weren't T Group. A and E passed on it, 
at the end. And the premise of the show is you move back. Premise of the show is my in-laws don't think what I do is a real job. <laughs> and they own a seafood business and they want me to come work at their seafood business. How is that not comedy to any I think, I, yeah, I think so how, they, Honestly, they said I wasn't famous enough for them to have you know, <sighs> Which makes me laugh because I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But hopefully at some point that'll come around. Who knows? It looks so funny. We had so much pull in. Right. We, uh, we, um, my family, my in-laws are hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. And I got, I should put more of that on the internet because (laughs) some of the same, my mother-in-law is out of her mind and so funny and just good times. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what your writing process was like, because you do a lot of stuff on stage. Do you ever like go up on stage and think of some topics and then sort of riff on that? I try to bring topics on stage with me, but we get topics on stage and then right. we just kind of just, just kind bounce of, off yeah, yeah, just kind of I even when I write like do try to write scripts with people too it's more bouncing off than me sitting down at a computer and writing. I can, but I feel the, uh, the more fun and the funnier is working bouncing together. Yeah, working somebody. together, yeah. yeah. Do you write like every day or? Um, I tr- you know I try to. I try to gain information every day, whether I write a joke about that information. No, mm-hmm. but if I get information every day, I have new information in my head, which makes me think, which makes me, come up with material, that's whether it be on stage. To, yeah, that's something I wanted to ask you when I was watching you right now. Is like people like you or like Jonathan Winters or Robin Williams like. People don't know, but like they're very well read and they know like everything. Just because you're able to like, res- you know, throw I, it all out. Like, you got to be able. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. You, you don't. You know. So do you just like read a newspaper every day? Mm-hmm. I, I go to. I read. I read magazines. Uh, I read everything on the internet. I just scroll scroll through things on on the internet. I love. You know. I I love finding out when I get wrong information. I, <laughs> I love. Um, I, I think I do I do uh, uh, two different American news sources. I do a Canadian news source, and I also do an Australian news source, as well as a, every so often I do a European no, news source. But I try to find which is a country apparently. Yeah, After which this is lady. Uh, this lady came up tonight, and this the magicians before Ian were like, "What's your country that you'd like to visit to?" And she thought for like two minutes, maybe took her a while. Yeah, and then she said Europe. Which is the greatest answer. It was funny because she, she got away with it because she's fucking gorgeous. I know. Yeah, the crowd was like, oh, yeah, you're okay, a yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. We want to go there with you. <laughs> so funny. Mm. I was in the sound booth. I was like, wait, rewind that. What did she just say? <laughs> so I love that because people, it's it's the same as Family Feud. If you watch people yeah, on Family they'll panic and say stuff like that exactly, all the time. Yeah, yeah. In front of a bunch of people. Uh, and you said she wants to go to her next favorite country is Asia. Asia. Her next favorite country is going to be Asia. She can't wait to go to South America. Oh, man. Was she having a good time? I couldn't see She was face. having a good time, but yeah. she was embarrassed. She kept hitting her forehead. She's like, oh. Apparently, her boyfriend pet her, too. <laughs> yeah, he pet her head, which I'm just like, that is not going to make anybody feel smarter. If you can treat her more like a dog, she's going to really. Oh, so funny. And I ran your site that you met three presidents, U.S. Yeah. presidents. Did you get to perform for them? Or? Uh, I didn't perform for Which them. Which presidents were they? Uh, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I used to coach hockey. 
and Ronald Reagan was in the his one of his grandsons played in this. No way. Yeah, he was in the and audience. Yeah, he he his some people would take him in and he'd sit in the back and watch the. That's how out of sports I am. I'm like, oh, the audience in the audience <laughs> in the audience. Um, did you uh, audition instead of try out too? <laughs> yeah, I auditioned for the hockey coaching hockey, and then uh, uh, I was on a plane and met uh, Obama just no as, just before he be, uh, started running for president. Where when his book came out. Um, and then I was on another plane, and it's funny because I was listening to Howard Stern, and um, uh, I'm blanking on it. Uh, who's the guy that called out Cosby and now has Cosby going to jail? Hannibal Burris. Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> Hannibal was talking about how he had met, uh, how he was on a plane, and and uh, Jimmy Carter was on the plane, and same oh, with wow. me. And it's funny because Jimmy Carter walked around and shook everybody's hand on the plane. Oh, my God. And I think he was saying the same thing had happened to him. And m- the funniest part was there was two different things. Um, this, this lady yelled out, you're the best, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> and this guy, this, guy, this guy beside me, I thought, easy. <laughs> and, then, and then the pilot came on and said, if Jimmy, if, if Jimmy Carter will sit down, we could pull back from the gate. <laughs> Because he was too busy not even shaking hands. President. Yeah, no, Jimmy, take your just seat. Jimmy could sit down. We, and I was just like, I think he's in coach. <laughs> that crazy old peanut farmer. Yeah. What he's selling it? peanuts. Yeah. What does Jimmy Carter fly? Uh, uh, he flew, flew Delta. Delta. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. To even like a picture of that. Yeah. Apparently he, apparently, he flies a lot out of Atlanta. On uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I was just like, this. Jimmy Carter is coming at me right now. He's going <laughs> to shake my hand. This That's is stupid. Amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. But it was also it was also how how great is it? there's three different there's not three but it's it's so he's how great is it that he wants to meet everybody? Right. How crazy is it that he's still a politician and shaking hands? And I don't know what is he promoting? Exactly. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, and then and then the other thing is He's just in his own world. How yeah. great is that? <laughs> He's still riding up that president. Yeah, why not? Thing. Yeah, that's so cool. And you, how long were you in New York? In I was in New York from 1994 to 2001. 2001, and you've performed in New York and Los Angeles. Would you recommend like one or the other? Or? Uh, two different, two different things. Like uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles is fun, but. It's a struggle to get stage time here for most yeah. people. It's really in New York. If you're funny, you get on stage. Okay. Here, it's more of who you know. Right. I mean, it's kind of annoying. And this is like, <laughs> it's sometimes I some even now sometimes I'm just like, are you serious? I learned a long time ago that you don't say. If there's a guy that's funny in the room and he wants to go on stage, you put him on. Yeah. You don't say, oh, we have to have the show over at a certain time. No, no, you put him on. So. In New York, I just I used to love it because I'd, sometimes I would do six or seven sets in a night. And just, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I always hear crazy. about that and like. Yeah, we. I can just, maybe get to two if I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm driving like a. Yeah, man. yeah. If you're driving like a man, I would get to, like I'd start off at the comic strip, end up at Gotham, go down to, um, the cellar, end up at the cellar, go next door to Cafe Wall, back to the cellar. Wow. And uh, and then back up to the comic strip, like end of the That's night so of cool. comic strip. Yeah, comic strip's not there anymore. No, no, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who are you like? Who are some of the people you were out there like starting? Who did I start out with? Yeah, my peers, Tom Papa and me were buddies. Oh, cool. Um, That's great. 
Um, Jim Gaffigan. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I, Jim. Jim's kind of a peer, but he was a little bit ahead of me. So okay. we're more buddies than a peer. Um, it's funny because I used to. I remember when I first moved out there, the shows I, I would be on where I just would bomb. I bomb so hard. It would it would be like Ray Romano, Chris Rock, um, Dave Chappelle. Jeez. Then who else? Oh. You had to follow all these guys. I would get the check spot. Which is that? Which when they dropped the checks, they, instead of like, they would put on a sacrificial lamb, which was me. Oh. And I would just eat That's dirt, <laughs> eat shit <laughs> for ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and then. And then they clear up, and then they bring on the last two guys. Yeah, you're the last. And then it was funny. I'm just trying to think of some of them. Got David Tell, like all these, like these just monsters. That's incredible. Just these yeah. monsters. And then those guys would go on. And then these guys, Red Johnny and the Round Guy, would go on at, at the end. There's these this duo, and they would destroy harder than anybody I've ever seen. Like, like so hard. I haven't even heard of them. I gotta go you, check them out. You should look them up. I don't know if they ever did. I know they did a lot of TV, but I don't know if the the way they would kill would translate to TV. Yeah. But it was just the absolutely. It was insane how hard they'd kill. It was just insane how hard they'd kill. Um, Johnny DiMaggio was red. Do you know who that is? Uh, you know Bender. Yeah. Yeah, he's oh, the voice wow. of Bender, he's Bender yeah. and he's been done a ton of acting. But he was par- part of the group, and they would destroy like That's you would, like yeah. absolutely, like just in awe. I just remember being in awe of how hard they killed. <laughs> like, oh, these guys, are, these are killing like, <laughs> like that that New York thing when people jump out of the seats and are high fiving and hugging. <laughs> like that would just go on. It was crazy. That's what I heard. With Jim Brewer was yeah. It was like just, if they like you, they'll let you know. Yeah. Jim Brewer's there too. Yeah, Jim, there was there like you name it. If 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 they're a big act now, they're they they Jim Norton, um, Patrice O'Neill. Oh yeah. Um, um, who else? Uh, that was just so many guys. It was just That's crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And just so like cool. all strong comics. That I feel like that just will make you a better comic if you. Yeah, to, like, if go you want, yeah, if you got to follow somebody, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you have just, to force yourself. To yeah, you can stretch your wings. Yeah, you never want to. You want to be the guy that nobody wants to follow. Right. You should never be afraid to follow people. <laughs> and then at some point, you want to get to that point. So you want to be out there. You want to follow people that you don't want to follow. Yeah. And then you'll get stronger. Very cool. And in those early days when you said you were, you'd bomb like after Ray Ramon or something like that, when you improvise and you're not doing well, what do you do? Do you just pick like a new person to... Just do some jokes. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy because I can't even like... Pictures go back and forth. Yeah, I would say more or less the jokes wouldn't work rather than the improvising. The improvising okay. always worked. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Well, it was great seeing you, and uh, I think your comedy is so unique and rare. Like, oh, I've thanks, never man. seen a comic like you before. And oh, thanks, when you man. come, I like everybody comes out. All the door guys stop working. All the cooks come out. Like really, all the bosses stop. Like the oh, that's so stop. nice. Like everybody's watching you. So I think you're really great, and you've really inspired oh, me thanks, man. a lot. So thank you uh, so much. Good luck to you. Thank I know you. I know you're gonna do just fine. Work and write and have fun. Enjoy it. Thank you, sir. Thank all you right. so much. Thank you, buddy.